Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything that you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that's going to effortless unite your in-person and online sales into just one source of truth. You're going to be able to track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. You could connect with customers inline and online. And Shopify, it's going to help you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns. So we're talking about TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business, take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or you can use Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for battle tested solutions. Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. I say do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash headspace. That's all lowercase. So you're going to go to shopify.com slash headspace to take your retail business to the next level today. I'm going to say it one more time. Shopify.com slash headspace. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, friends. It's Robin, and I am so excited to be sitting here with my main man, Kesunga. And today, we are going to be answering your questions about handling road rage, dealing with a narcissist in your family. And we also have a question about depression and just wanting to feel happy. So I say, let's see if we can find some joy. Have you ever wished you had a wise meditation teacher on speed dial? Someone you can call after a long day. Someone you could lean on for their advice. Someone to listen and help you to see things differently. Welcome to Dear Headspace, a podcast where I sit with a meditation teacher and we answer your questions. Hi, Kes. <laughs> it's so lovely to see you today. I mean, t every day, but especially today. <laughs> greetings, greetings, Robin. It's always a pleasure, always a pleasure to share this space with you and with everyone, with everyone. Exactly. Have you heard the topics for today? I mean, I have to admit, because I'm pretty excited about that first question. I think I think as two New Yorkers, we're, we're, we're going to get into that one for sure. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> well, well, let's just like lead off with that one, okay? Sounds good. Um, here is the full question from Madge. Hi, dear Headspace. This is Madge calling from Boston, Massachusetts. I'm calling because I find myself often consumed by road rage as a driver and biker. Despite using the Headspace app daily for almost three and a half years and being better about acknowledging feelings and letting them go, 
I cannot seem to let the intense anger I feel go when I am cut off without a turn signal or disregarded when using a bike lane. Recently, a biker went out of turn and in my anger of concern that I could have hit him, I honked. Then he gave me the finger. Any advice on how to manage my rage in the moment in a more meditative way? <laughs> Excellent. Excellent question. <laughs> such a question. good question. Mine is double parkers. Like oh. I, I, I live in Brooklyn. The streets are small and it's filled with double parkers. And my rage level hits 17 on a scale of five. <laughs> for me, that, that's a good one. That's a good one, Robin. So when I was living in New York, for me, it was the taxis. Yes. The, the, the taxis, they drive so recklessly and they, it's like they don't care yeah. if they hit you or not. No, so this this was a, this was a great question. I totally relate to it. This was totally me. Mm-hmm. I kept my hand on that 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 honk because it was that horn. It was <laughs> that's what it's there for, though, right? That, I like it better. I kept my hand on the honk. <laughs> I think that's good. <laughs> that's what it's there for. But yeah, so I, I get your question, Madge. I totally get it. So the idea here, I think, is this idea of holding on, right? Holding mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. to the anger and the rage that you experience. And this is a very unique situation, speaking of road rage, because yeah. um, with driving and road rage, it's such a acute and instant um, feeling and strong emotion that, that yeah. comes upon you. We often talk about this concept, this mindfulness concept of letting go, yeah, right? Recognizing the emotion and breathing into it and being with it and then gently letting it go, right? That, that might not fly in this particular <laughs> context, because it happens so rapidly, so, so quickly, yeah. right? And it's so intense. And yes, and it's so intense. So with this road rage, I, I would say this idea of letting go versus kind of like emotionally emotional regulation. So what do I mean by that? The difference again is because it's such an acute situation that road rage hits. Somebody cuts you off; it hits right away. So recognizing that that rage is there and instead of with the expectation of, you know, letting it go, learning how to be with it. Yeah. All right. So being with that, um, that strong emotion in the moment, because sometimes you might not be able to just let it go all the way. No, because right. it's happening and it's exactly. still happening. And it's still happening. Like it doesn't stop happening. It's residual. It's like that residual. Yeah. That's the thing of road rage, right? You feel it. Yeah. And then it's like it's like residual anger. Yeah. And then <laughs> that, you're like then you're like idling at a exactly, seven. Exactly. Like, exactly. <laughs> so for me that but what where meditation and mindfulness comes in is that emotional regulation. Being able to recognize, oh, you know, being able to get pissed off in the moment, but then maybe not letting it go, but also not reacting to it. And sometimes, you know, I don't I will be the first to say Nothing <laughs> is wrong with hitting that horn sometimes because that's what the horn is there for, especially if, especially if they're doing something unsafe. Exactly. Like something that's dangerous. Yeah. Put your hand on that horn. But, you know, oftentimes it is someone that cuts you off and you honk the horn to let them know that you're pissed. Right. So I've learned that, especially in today's world, that responding versus reacting is so critical because there have been numerous cases where. You somebody does hit that yeah. horn, and that other person gets into a space of road rage. 
Yeah. And they pull out a bat or, yeah. you know, even worse, like a gun. And it becomes a deadly or very violent encounter. Yeah. You know, what's interesting about like what you're saying is like, I never used to swear in front of my kids, like ever. Like I did a really good job because it's like I came from a house of like a truck driver, like my mom swore like a sailor. Right. And so I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. And we, then we bought a car and like <laughs> everything, like it was like, I lost all sense of control. And then I went through this period where I was just road ragey. And I just started thinking about like, what am I giving up? Like, I'm making my family miserable. I'm definitely making myself miserable. Like, me idling at that really high level, it's, I don't get there faster. That guy doesn't disappear who just did the thing to me. But now I've made my life and anyone else in the car miserable. Super tense. And so, so I've been looking at it from the point of view of just, what am I losing? Mm. And I'm losing time with my family. I'm losing, like, I'm losing the whole drive to wherever we're going. Because I'm outraged. Yeah. And and that guy just drove off. Right. right. He, and he went on with his merry fine. little way right. and had the nice day. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know what? To piggyback on that, something that I've I've learned to do because, you know, ex- expletives exit my mouth may, maybe a little often, yeah. you know, <laughs> may, maybe happen here and there, you know. So something. So this happened actually the other day. So somebody cut me off. And it was a texter. That's another thing that drives me Ugh, crazy. People that text so and drive. Unsafe, right. So unsafe. So I didn't hit my horn. But what I did do is I cursed out loud. Mm. And, you know, one of my favorite words is MF, right? So I, I did. I, 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 I This MF. <laughs> and then I paused. And I took a deep breath. <sighs> All right. Let me, let me recalibrate. Right. Yeah. So I like that. And my, and, my, and my girls were in the car. Yeah. And so they saw how I was able to experience the strong emotion. Yeah. And then at this, in the very next instant, recalibrate. Oh my God. I, I just got like little goosebumps. I love that so much because you're not saying. It should never happen. You're a human being with feelings and some somebody did just do something dangerous and you got your kids in the car. Exactly. So you had your exactly. feeling and then you reset yourself. I love that. Yeah, I, I think and, and I've learned that not trying to be perfect in front of my girls, like, yeah. like really demonstrating to them real life practice. Yeah. And I didn't want to swallow that MF. I had, yeah. to, I had to let it out. <laughs> I had to let it out. And at the same time, I was able to, in the next moment, kind of recalibrate. I feel like you just gave a whole lot of parents permission to be more themselves. Because I think sometimes when we come in as parents, we're like, I must be perfect. Not just parenting, like everywhere in the world. Like yeah. I, like the ideal is to not have it happen in the first place. And I just don't think that's realistic. Like, I mean, I'm wired how I'm wired and I can only control what I do after I do the thing or after the thing happens. Yeah. Now, one other tip I want to give to Madge um, is even before you start your commute, very intentionally <sighs> taking that breath, knowing that you're about to get on the road, setting that intention for a safe a safe drive, safe travel awareness and what have you. Um, I'm a spiritual dude, so I, I always say a prayer also. Yeah. Um, but whatever works for you, you know. And then going about your journey. You know, I think that can also make a world of a difference. Yeah, I like that. 
Well, thank you for your question, Madge. I, you're going to do great. You're not alone. I, I think Absolutely we say not. that a lot, yeah. but it's true in this even more than anything. And I also want to um, extend a, um, a congratulations to, to Madge. I think she mentioned that she's been practicing, right, for, for three years. Did I hear that correctly? Mm, yeah. So, yeah, I would, I would definitely say to um, keep that practice going. And you, you never know when the practice shows up. That's true. Even sometimes yeah. when you're not aware. Exactly. All right. Well, good luck, Madge. Okay, let's move on to our next question from Eve. Hi, dear Hitsmith. My name is Eve, and I'm from Singapore. So I would like to ask, how do I deal with a real narcissist? So this person is um, related to me, sort of like a family. Um, recently, she has been posting very nasty things on Instagram about her loved ones which also includes my loved ones and I feel very frustrated reading them because her Insta stories is all about how her loved ones have been so nasty to her, so mean to her. She was the one being the manipulative and mean person and reading her Insta story just frustrates me and annoys me a lot. It really gets on my nerves. I really don't want to see it anymore. I mean... This is getting very toxic for me and therefore I really don't know what to do. I hope to block her in the Insta story but at the same time I'm afraid that if she finds out uh, it may ruin our relationship. So I really need some advice. Thank you. Mm, thanks, thanks for your question, Eve. This is a really good one and I, I'm really interested to hear what you say, Cass, because... Uh, it's that, and we get not this particular question, but something along these lines where it's something within with a family member yeah. or a person that you often, you're going to see them, and that's mm -hmm. just how it is. And I think that always ups the ante to the problem. Yeah, I, I you know, and I'm seeing a theme here also of, of, of letting go. Yeah. But but this time it's, it's, it's with a person. And so namely a family member. And so that, that's where it can get tricky. So first, I just want to say, Eve, you know, really kudos for um, being aware and bringing your full awareness to what you're experiencing with this family member. Um, it sounds like, you, you know, you really care. And so you're really putting a lot of thought into um, how to move next. Um, I have a couple of questions that I would ask you if, you know, if you were here here with us. The first question I would ask is, have you discussed this situation with your family member, with this yeah. particular toxic family member? Um, have you talked to them about it? If not, um, why? Why Why have you not? Why are you keeping this to yourself? And if you have, then I'm guessing that it didn't go so well because you're here asking yeah. this question, <laughs> right? So my second question is, why do you want to continue this relationship with this family member, with everything that you're saying. Um, I'm very curious as to why you would want to continue this relationship. You know, sometimes, especially with, with loved ones, you know, you have to really evaluate what is best for you and mm -hmm. your mental health. Um, and again, I understand that it's very difficult, especially with friends and, and family, with people that you love. But if it's reaching a point where your mental health is now being compromised, yeah, then it's time to ask yourself, is this relationship worth holding on to? Yeah. Or 
is this something that I have to let go of? And that letting go can look differently, right? Letting go doesn't yeah. mean that you have to just forget about them or erase them from your your consciousness. It may be just, you know what? I have to step back from this relationship. I can't be as invested in this relationship as I was before because it's affecting my mental health in a negative way. Yeah. I have to block her, right? I have to not um, communicate with them every week like I used to because I'm noticing that I'm just in a space of intense stress after yeah. that conversation, after that encounter. Or it may be I have to just completely take them or remove them from my life. So, but So that's this idea of letting go can look differently based on what you're experiencing. I do think like going back to your initial point about asking yourself the question, like we don't know Eve's situation in her family and we don't know, but like, is it safe to talk to this person? Mm -hmm. Should you have a conversation? Might they be open? And they might not be. So it's like, maybe then you're moving to part two. It's I, but I think there's a lot in there and what you said, that's really, really valuable that I think sometimes people think aren't options. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, just to circle it, you know, bring into context, mindfulness and meditation with that consistent practice, that's where you'll, you know, that that practice is going to help you to decipher what's needed in the moment. Yeah. Right. Because it may be just a period of time where you fall back and let go of that person. And then maybe, I don't know, after eight months, you notice a shift in the way they're moving and you'll be able to, you know, start that relationship up again. But with, you know, that's the beautiful thing about meditation and mindfulness, it really helps you to um, decipher. It brings clarity to the appropriate way to move in your life. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I don't know what your practice looks like, Eve, but I would just, um, I would you know, recommend um, starting a practice if you haven't or deepening your practice or what have you. Yeah. And I want to plus one to what you said earlier about really setting like not, I mean, because I do feel like sometimes setting boundaries has become like a buzzword, but mm. just taking care of yourself and setting like limitations around what you're willing to accept and what you aren't. You know, it's like my with my son has this group of friends that are not the greatest kids. It's middle school, right? It's not a great time. And we keep having these conversations with him that I wish someone had talked to me about at his age about what is a friend and what is mm. a person and, and do they enhance you? You know, and like when I describe my wife, I always say she makes me a better person. Right. And I, th I think that that's how we should look at relationships. Like we should look at relationships like I give to you, but also a person should be giving back to you as well. It's a, it's an equal thing. And, and if you're doing all the giving or if you're doing all the niceties or pleasantries and mm. the other person is just bringing toxic, I, I do think that's really time to evaluate if this is a person that should be in your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. How does this person make you feel? After you leave them. That's a good you know? one. Absolutely. You know, because I'm also hearing some guilt, you know, and, and that's natural, mm -hmm. you know. So so also normalizing everything that you're feeling, Eve, you know. Yeah. You know, I know there's some guilt that may be involved because it's family member especially. But really, yeah, ask yourself that. How do I feel after I leave, after I leave this person? And if it's not good, if it's if it's toxic, then, yeah, it's time to, to perhaps um, let go on some level. I always I always feel lovely when I leave after recording with you, Kesanga. That's oh. why you you can never get rid of me. 
<laughs> Likewise, Rob. I always Likewise. say that to Mary. I'm always like, you can't leave me. You just can't because I'm just going to keep following you. <laughs> well, Eve, good luck with everything. And keep us posted if, you know, if you reach back out, we're, we're here. That's, that's what yeah. this community's for. Yeah, please let us know how it goes. All right. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, here we are now, Kesanga, with our last question from Anna. Hi, my name is Anna and I'm from Spain. And I've always struggled a lot with my mental health um, since I was a child. And I've never been fully happy. Um, I mean, my life is great and it all seems nice, but my brain tells me otherwise. And it's always giving me things to worry about. So I'm really scared of not being able to be happy and function like a normal human being and just laughing and smiling. I don't know. Um, do you have any advice on it? Oh, thank you, Anna. My, my first question is, what is a normal human being? I know I'm not. <laughs> seriously, seriously. I want to um, take a very um, e- explicit and intentional moment to, to thank Anna for this question. Yeah. Because what, I, what I'm hearing is that Anna is moving through her life. And from the outside looking in, everyone, including herself, realizes that it looks like her life is great, right? But she, inside, internally, she's dealing with a lot of turmoil. Yeah. That can be a very difficult situation. For someone to be moving through their life, knowing that everyone perceives them as having a great life, but they know that internally is a, a bit of suffering going on. So I, I really want to thank you for this, this question, Anna, because I know how difficult um, this can be. And I know that you're stepping into a space of vulnerability here. And it's very brave, actually, of yeah. you to, to come forward with this question. So thank you so much for that, first and foremost. You know, I, I, when I was a psychotherapist, I had many, many clients like this. And... You know, if if you're not careful, you know, you think of what came to mind when I heard this question is um, the the DJ that used to be on Ellen. Twitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twitch. You're right. Oh, I thought God. that was. Yeah, I thought oh. that was such a tragic case because you couldn't tell me. You couldn't tell me that no. his life wasn't perfect. Right. Not, I mean, obviously not perfect. I mean, we've got but, millions of examples. Right. Of that. Robin exactly. Williams. Like, it's just like people who are like. Anthony Bourdain. I mean, Anthony Bourdain had the dream job, in my my humble opinion. You know, so, you know, I thank you so much for coming forward, Anna, and and asking this question. And And, and she's not alone in this. Social media absolutely amplifies this idea Mm -hmm. of people just putting their best life in pictures for everyone to see. And it's it's often not how they are. Right. Exactly. And and it's almost like you feel pressured to um, to continue. And to, to fake it. To fake it, right. To, yeah. to fake it, yeah. So right off bat, Anna, I would um, 
I would just highly recommend some kind of seeking out some kind of professional um, yeah. guidance, whether it's a therapist, a counselor, um, a psychiatrist. Um, and because by, by doing that, you'll be able to um, decipher and process what yeah. exactly is going on. You know, is it something that happened in your past? Is it something that's happening right now in the, in the present? Um, is there a chemical imbalance, right? Yeah, I was going to um, say. Yeah. yeah, so a psychiatrist might be able to help. That's, I mean, really just allowing yourself to, to, to seek out that, that, um, that professional guidance. And then, of course, in pairing with that, um, I'm curious about what your meditation practice is looking like these days. Um, because, again, mindfulness and meditation, especially in a case like this, can be so helpful in just in, 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 in the aspect of you getting in touch with your authenticity. Yeah. Right? And, and being comfortable enough to be in your present reality mm-hmm. in an authentic way. Yeah. And expressing yourself and expressing yourself in, in, in that way and, and being comfortable with whatever it is that you are experiencing, whatever strong emotions you are experiencing as far as, you know, worry and um, unhappiness that you, that you stated that you're experiencing. Yeah. I also want to make a, a shout out for other options too, like, or in addition to journaling, things of that nature. I just think they're, for me anyway, journaling is such a great way for me to If I write five days in a row and for five days in a row, all I wrote about was how mean my boss was to me, well, then I got to look at that. It helps me identify patterns because Mm. I think that sometimes I can get and this this is, you know, because not everybody can afford therapy or whatever, but it or it may be a starting off point while you're looking for a therapist because that takes time. Mm -hmm. But I can if I just keep talking about the same things, then I know it's it's part of what's eating me because Everything can get collapsed and I could start arguing with myself in my head and and they're like, no, it's not that or it's this or it's not that or it's that, you know, and, and then, oh, but I'm also behind with this. And and before you know it, I've gone down 14 different rabbit holes and I have no idea what's happening. Whereas I think the the process of slowly handwriting or typing, it slows my thoughts down and allows me to kind of purge what's happening. And I, I find it to be such a useful tool. Absolutely. I mean, it's a huge mindfulness tool that, that, we, that we recommend. Um, and, and from what you're saying, Robin, it's a, it's an excellent way to prevent what you're experiencing from, um, escalating or, or catastrophizing, right? Because it is easy for, for, for that to happen if you're not able to identify, um, like you said, the patterns, um, of what's going on. Again, just thank you so much for this question because you're not alone. There are yeah. many people out there that are experiencing the same thing. And so I hope this, um, the these suggestions were helpful for those individuals. Yeah. And I just I just want to say one more thing about that as we're wrapping up with Anna. Like I think that embracing and holding on to the idea that it's actually okay to tell people like I'm just not having a good day today or to say mm-hmm. like I'm just I'm upset like to express what's really happening for you versus when you find yourself presenting you know, I think that that's a, something to look for. Like, what are the moments when you're presenting and like a facade? And what are the moments when you're real? And and who are the safe people that you can you can just express how you're really, truly feeling? Because I know that what, that helps me feel seen when yeah. I can really say, like, I'm messed up today. Yeah, that authenticity. That's, that's yeah. that authenticity for sure. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Well, good luck, Anna. We're, we're with you. We really are. And thank you so much for just for trusting us with your question. It's, it's an important one, not just for you, but for a lot of people. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I mean, Cass, I don't know what to say, but I just, that was really lovely and wonderful. And there's just so much to think about with all these questions and, and, and so much to just hopefully like implement with your answers. Yeah. And, and I, I love these questions because they, they're, they're so relatable as always. And it seems like every time we touch on some aspect of real life, yeah, you know, that, that we all tend to experience. So yeah, I, I love, I love this space. And so, and something I actually would suggest if you happen to have the Headspace app, um, in the app, if you literally just search letting go, there's a slew of certain meditations that you can choose from. Letting go of stress, um, there's a stress, letting go of stress course that, um, that I would highly recommend. Um, but there are also letting, there are other letting go meditations that I would recommend also. So yeah, just literally type in letting go in the search bar on the app. I'm about to let you go so I can go check that out. I'm going to continue my deep breathing on the road. Um, but I do want to say before we go, we, we just have to say a huge thank you to Madge, Eve, and Anna for their questions. And if you're listening at home right now, or maybe, I don't know, you're at the gym and you have some burning question that you'd like answered by the wise folks at Headspace, head on over to sayhi.chat slash dearheadspace. And that link is, of course, in the show notes. And if we use your question in the show, you're going to get three months of Headspace for free, which is pretty darn great. What is not to love about free Headspace? Right? right? <laughs> well, Robin, there's only one thing left for me to do, which is to give everyone a few moments just for transition between this moment and the next moment in your day. And this is some time to just reflect on what you've experienced, what you've heard today, and to allow your mind to just settle in before beginning your next activity. So for today, here are some sounds of birds singing in a forest by a monastery. And as you listen, again, just let your mind do whatever it wants to do. Until next time, stay happy, stay healthy. And be kind to each other and to yourself always.
Dear Headspace is a Headspace Studios original podcast. It's produced by Robin Hopkins, Ash Jones, and Scott Sorensen. It's executive produced by Morgan Selzer, Sarah Cohn, Baron Farmer, and Danny Christamy. Our production coordinator is Taylor Jennings Brown. It's hosted and produced by Robin Hopkins, Kesanga Giscombe, Dora Kamau, Samantha Snowden, Eve Lewis Prieto, and Rosie Acosta. Post-production is by Dan Kroll. Music is by Scott Sorensen and Chris Mergia. And a special thanks to Colleen Lutz.